You are listening to Hellcat's Hope, episode number 24. Welcome to Hellcat's Hope, the podcast to find humor, healing, and hope. Come along with Hellcat as she explores ways to help you overcome adversity and find your own inner Hellcat. Yes, Hellcat is her legal middle name, and hope is her game, bringing hope to others by showing what's possible. Here's your host, law school grad, motivational speaker, author, and certified life and smoking cessation coach, Lori Hellcat Bamford. I am welcoming today Crystal McLean. Hi, Crystal. Hi. How are you? Well, I started having a southern accent there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> now, where are you broadcasting from? I am broadcasting from the Midcoast area, Midcoast, Maine. Yeah, the Great North. Yes. Well, you don't have, to me, you don't have like that Northern accent. I don't, um, I don't hear it. Nope, I do not because it was kind of drilled out of us. Really? That is so interesting. So, you know, how we know each other, obviously, is through through my husband, Reg. He is best friends with your beau. Yep. And so uh, that's how we met, like, uh, 12 years ago or something. Yeah, crazy. so many years yeah. ago. Yeah. And so, you know, we live down here in Oklahoma, and Reg always tells people that he tries to get rid of his accent, but that I'm always making him talk in his native tongue because I just love it. Like, I, I just love that accent, that Northeastern. I just, I love it. So I'm always making him. I don't want him to get rid of it. I love it. So. It's good. It's a great accent. And it's funny because when I get around my people, yeah. <laughs> who are speaking our tongue, I, it comes out. Yes. And I start using words that I don't normally use, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, let's get out of here right sideways. And, you know, like, wicked cold outside. And I don't know, like, it's just weird. It's, it's funny. I become this chameleon, you know? Yeah, I do the same thing when I go home to Texas. When yeah. I, because I try, I always tease, mostly teasing and say, oh, I don't have an accent. I know I have an accent. I've listened to myself. I know I have an accent, but I try to temper it a little bit. But when I go down to Texas to family, it is times 10. Really? It comes out. Yeah. It gets it, really, really heavy. It's not exactly weak as far no, as I'm no. concerned. I got that strong Texas girl twang. Yes. Love it's it. Here. It's here. So it is Halloween. Thank you for taking time out of your Halloween day to talk to us. I appreciate that. Do you have any um, special traditions or anything special that you do on Halloween? You know, I love Halloween and I used to dress up. I will have to send you some photos later, but I used to dress up big time and I just love makeup and costuming and not even having to go to a party or something. Like I remember one time it was Halloween and I dressed up like a lion and Dave was at work and I was here and I think there was a text. Hey, do you want to meet me in town? And we'll go to Thai, a uh, best Thai restaurant for dinner. Sure. I showed up <laughs> looking like a lion. The only one eating Thai food. <laughs> if that's not confidence, <laughs> It's craziness. <laughs> that's exactly it. I love that. I'm so stealing that. If it's not confidence, it's craziness. And that's okay too. Right. So so the listeners probably heard my dog barking in the background. That is Tex the Valley Bulldog. So, um, you know, we're just going to have to deal with that one. Um, so Crystal, you are an entrepreneur. <laughs> you yep. are a licensed massage therapist. Yep. And you are the founder of Crystal McLean Creative. I saw on Instagram your new signage. It is amazing. Your new logo. Yeah. It's it's phenomenal. I love it. Thank you. So can you kind of give us a little bit of background on your transition from a licensed massage therapist, which you still do that, I assume, and, mm -hmm. and just kind of how your business uh, has evolved over time? Was it COVID related? Like many of us, were you forced to pivot? Uh, <laughs> did it just increase the creativity uh, juices or, you know, kind of share with us kind of what has been your entrepreneurial, entrepreneur, whoa, 
your journey through entrepreneurship. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, my the short answer is D. All of the above. Ah, um, yes. <laughs> so this whole Crystal McLean creative thing has been in the works. It's been a seed in the depths of my brain for probably since two weeks after I became a massage therapist. I decided a long time ago when I first started doing massage that it wasn't just me working out kinks and pain. It was creating a nurturing environment. It was providing safe space. It was having, because <clears throat> when you come to see me, you don't just get like a fluff and buff and out the door you go. I like to, I hate saying, I like to educate people, but I do yeah. I like to yeah. bring awareness about the mind body connection and have people become very aware of what they're doing in their day that might be causing this chronic pain or this nagging tension. And so, and then when I'm doing the work, I like to get them involved in the process of actively releasing this tension and this pain. You know, it's the whole give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man mm -hmm. to fish, feed him mm -hmm. for a lifetime. You know, it's, it's always kind of been my mission that when you walk through the door, I want you to feel empowered that you can do this on your own, that you're an active participant in your, in your wellness and your healing. I've always had this idea that I would do that somehow. And a million years ago, I started something called My Sisters Myself. And I thought, oh, well, I'll interview women doing something that they do for their self-care. And um, I'll share that with the world. And then that will be another inspiration, another idea that somebody can do for their own wellness. And then that kind of fizzled out because it didn't, it felt limited. I started this other thing called Let's Practice Being Human. And it was more across the board. It wasn't so specific towards women. And it was more teaching people about the body and how it works and about behavior and how it works. And I got super hung up in the graphics department of it and mm -hmm. was trying to make it way too artistic than it needed to be. And it was just too much. And then, and then COVID hit right. and I was unemployed <laughs> for five months. Oh and, uh, and I really, I really sat with that. You know, after I got out of my initial um, shock and awe, and, mm -hmm. um, you know, because all of a sudden it's like, I'm doing great. My business, like I'm turning away people, turning away mm. clients. I'm always busy. I'm highly referred here by doctors and therapists. And like, I've developed a really great practice and name for myself around here. And then there was nobody. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, you know, it was, um, it was scary, you know? I, I love what you said. And, and I, I had this experience and many that I've talked to had the same experience. It seems like for like the first few weeks, it's a little bit of shock, but it's mostly for me, it was a lot of denial. For me, it was, well, this is just going to last for a little bit. I, I mean, like, were they saying like a couple weeks? Yeah. For a couple weeks. Like, yeah, we just, a couple weeks. Yeah. It's just going to be for a little bit. And then that turned into weeks, months, and, you know, here we are. It's the end of October of 2021, and with variants and everything else, it's still around. I think it's getting better. But in terms of, you know, that initial, it, it was a little bit of shock and a little bit of denial. Yeah. And here's the other thing that I love that you shared, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs go through this as well, is that your idea of your business and your passion and your mission, it changes over time, and that's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I've been told by a, a couple of people a few times, like, you know, you really just have to pick a thing and stick with it. Or otherwise, you know, it's about trust from the people, you know, <laughs> brand yeah. loyalty. I'm like, yeah. so yeah, the, it's, it's crazy because I'm sorry, the day you were born, you were not the same person year to year, day to day, month to month, whatever, you know, if right. I look back, good Lord, my goth stage, really? Do I have to, <laughs> do I have to commit to that forever? Um, you know, I, I feel like 
you get to reinvent yourself and tweak yes. things along the way. And from my experience, just in the field of work that I do, that has that alone has given so many people permission, yes, and license to crawl out of themselves and evolve and take risks. Yeah, and and isn't it really a matter of authenticity? Mm. You know, you want to be loyal to your true authentic self and that person changes. Yeah. I mean, that is the goal. We are we are supposed to change and grow. And if you want to live authentically, well, you know what? You're going to have to change and grow. Yeah. And <laughs> so, if you know, and this is another thing. Sometimes you don't know. Yes. What who that authentic person is, what that right. authentic person is. So, get curious. I was just about to say curiosity. Yeah, that's key. That's key. Curiosity is one of my favorite C words. And the other favorite C word of mine is creative. Yeah. And let me tell you why. I spent the majority of my adult life telling myself and anyone else that would listen, oh, I'm just, I'm not a creative person. Oh, I'm just, I, I'm I'm not a creative person. Because you see my training as a lawyer, like I had just taken on that role of, you know, we're just, we're not very creative people. And I had defined creativity as like glitter and glue and macaroni art and <laughs> design and paint and things like that. Now, that really is not my forte, <laughs> right. but that doesn't mean I'm not a creative person. And one thing I have learned that has helped me flourish is you know, accepting five years ago, uh, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are creative. Yes, we are creative. We are storytellers. And that in itself is creativity. And so I just, I love this whole concept of your business and creativity being the central piece of it. And so I want to hear from you, what is your definition of creativity? What does creativity mean to you? Let me first say that I feel like we, generally speaking, this is a huge generalization, but I think we have a tendency to be very black and white thinkers mm. and too easily accepting of rules and identities and mm. what is and what should be. Mm -hmm. And I feel like... To, to me, I feel like creativity is being able to challenge that and find another way. I love watching period pieces, you know, Renaissance times or Viking mm. or things like that. And um, to think, you know, if we never thought outside of the box, if we never challenged our ideas and we never challenged what is that we see around us every day we'd still be slashing each other with dull swords and being trotted around in chariots so to me creativity is being open-minded enough to question and seek alternatives and you are also an artist in your own right. I have had you commission special pieces for me and for family members. And mm -hmm. do you still uh, have that outlet? Is that still an outlet that you use? Oh, this is funny. I quit art. You did now. Okay. Talk about quitting. So you've quit art. Have you read Seth Godin's book, The Dip? No. Okay. I'm going to recommend it because I read it. Uh, over this past month. It's very short. Like yeah. you could probably read it in a, in one sitting. Okay. But it talks about the power of quitting. Yeah. And how some things you get in that moment and you're like, yeah, th this is great, but this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. exactly. And that's, that is what I have done. And I have noticed myself intentionally quitting things because I'm thinking, you know what, this is more important right now. Yeah. You know, this book is more important right now. My speaking is more important right now. Is art wonderful? Yes. It is a noble cause. Yes. Is coaching wonderful and a noble cause? Yes. But the time that those items are taking, it is time for me to, to quit it for now. Yep. So that I can focus on these other things. Yep. And so kudos to you. How did you come to that? Like, what was your decision process there? 
Well, I, so I always used art as a therapeutic tool, you know, as a kid, um, it was my escape and my safe space. And I've always, you know how we're all kind of naturally good at something. Some people are just naturally organized. Some people are, yeah. I was just naturally good at drawing and painting. And so it kind of was expected of me. It's where I got praise. You know, mm -hmm. every time I drew a cool picture, people are like, oh, that's awesome. So then I started validating myself based mm -hmm. on the awesomeness of my artwork, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I was approached by somebody who wanted to become my agent and distribute my put my artwork on note cards and, and greeting card um, journals and things like that. Yeah. And uh, I got I was in, I don't know, like 12 or 13 different shops around Maine and doing well, but it wasn't fulfilling mm. and it wasn't therapy anymore. It was mm. mass producing and it was paintings of animals. Like I just learned how to do alcohol ink paintings. Mm. And there are these funny pictures of animals with like hipster glasses and hats. Yes, I love them. I love them. Yes. I love this them. is the thing. People yes. love them. Yes. People would walk by my booth and they would die laughing and they just yeah. loved it. And I just didn't care about them. <laughs> yes. But that's so important. It did not feel in line with your the authentic work that you wanted to be doing. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to. Yeah. There's so many ways of being creative. I have started that being creative in that more arts and craftsy kind of way with mm -hmm. my new my new product line. Let me plug my new product line. And with my, I call it the blog cast because it's mm -hmm. written and auditory and so you just found new ways to create. Yeah. And and that's kind of my point is that creativity, you know, I think for years I kept saying, well, I'm not creative, was because I had such a limited view of what creativity was. Right. And it's so much more. Mm -hmm. And I love how you have tied through Crystal McLean Creative. I love how you have tied creativity with wellness and self-care. Yes. And so I want to talk about self-care for a moment because I think people, and, and I'm talking about myself, used to believe self-care meant massages and manicures and pedicures and bubble baths. Yep. <laughs> now, let me talk about the bubble bath first. I cannot stand baths. I am not a bath person. There's just something about like why is sitting in this hot tub supposed to be relaxing like this Marinating is not my own filth that's I don't get it now I know a lot of people that that is their thing yeah that's their thing they will sit in a tub for hours and I'm like it, my daughter's one of them yeah hours and yep. I'm like I I've tried it and I'm just like this is the most boring thing ever I must get out of here now I'm about to pass out it's so hot like <laughs> like that is not self-care to me and what I have learned is that self-care is really about routine. And so do you have any thoughts on that, about how self-care is really should be about a daily routine? And it's not just manicures and pedicures and massages or those weird people that sit in the bathtub for hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I always say that, that there's anything wrong with that, you know, <laughs> do what gets you there. Yes. You know what I mean, but yeah. yeah, so it's it's not just bubble baths and manicures and all that. Um, there, those are nice additional tools to bring into one if that brings you peace and comfort and joy and relaxation. Do it. And a routine, I think. Yes, I feel like it's more instead of a routine to me. And this is just how my brain works. Sounds kind of rigid. Mm. Um, whereas. It's more of an equation that's going to bring you, do you know about the word homeostasis? Sort of. All right, it's, listeners. It's in my brain. Yes. Oh, good. We're going to have a lesson. Here, listeners, we're going okay. to learn about the word homeostasis. Okay. Okay. So 24-7, 365, from the day you were born, from before you were born till the day you die, your body is trying to achieve the state called homeostasis. And basically what it means is, 
your hormones are balanced, your body temperature's right, the pH is fine, your organs are all functioning properly, you've got decent circadian rhythms with your sleep patterns, right? It's like this whole thing. Your emotions are balanced. You know how to process them and express them. Your relationships are healthy. Like all of these things help contribute to you being a balanced, pretty well-functioning, pretty healthy human organism, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's an equation to that, right? So we have to eat some nutrients and we have to stay hydrated and we have to move our bodies and we have to do the expressing of the emotions and we have to rest all of these different things. And the thing is, is that like any math problem or any science problem, the variables change. Mm. And so you have to tweak that equation a little bit. Homeostasis is always what you want to achieve. That's always the desired end result. But sometimes the variables in life change. And so we've got to tweak the equation a little bit. And so you can wake up every morning and exercise for an hour and eat the same yogurt every morning and drink the, you know, 62 glasses of 62 glasses. 62 <laughs> ounces, That's what it feels like sometimes. You can do all of these things, but then at the end of the day, you're still feeling like you're going to fucking die. Maybe mm-hmm. that's not what you need. Right. Maybe right. you need something else that I've created that I'm calling self-care independence. Perfect segue. Yeah. Perfect segue into this concept that I see on your your website and your program called self-care independence. Tell us about that. So self-care independence is being able to step back and look at that equation, knowing that homeostasis, balance, happiness, not happiness, but peace of mind, wellness, all these things, that that's what you want. And being able to step back and look at your equation and figure out where you need the tweaking. And so um, I say that there's five keys to being self-care independent, right? And and the whole independence thing is that you are in charge of this, that you are empowered, right? That's what it means to be independent. You are self-serving and self-efficient, right? Empowered. Anyway, so there are five keys to get you there. And the first key is mindset, you have to have a an open growth mindset. You have to believe that this homeostasis place is achievable for you, that there is a better way of living for you. There's a happier, more fulfilled version of you waiting for you. So then you've got to have that mindset first. Right. The second key is self-awareness slash body consciousness. So self-awareness is, you know, knowing, knowing yourself, knowing why you do the things you do, good, bad, or otherwise. Right. Um, And it's recognizing how your emotions respond and how your body physically responds to these different times of being and life. Mm-hmm. And being able to tie those two together, right? So you can figure out your symptoms, what your triggers right. are, what your symptoms are. The third key is having direction and purpose. And this is this is something that I find a lot of people get hung up on because they think purpose or direction means you have to have this big, goal in life that you have to serve this giant like (laughs) I have to house all the homeless and feed all the hungry and cure cancer and like become this great thing right bullshit right you are already a great thing and so I always tell my clients and my and my members that your purpose is to show up as the best version of yourself. And it doesn't mean it it doesn't matter if that means your life's mission is to see how many books you can read before you die. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, filling your house with houseplants. If that fills you 
with happiness and it makes going out into the world better for you, that's your purpose. As long as you are showing up in your light, in your best version of yourself, because what happens when you show up as your best version, if everybody does that, it's hard to run into too many assholes. It's hard to run into problems. I think one of the biggest reasons why we have so much conflict and problems and imbalance in our society is because so many of us are not showing up as our best selves. We're not digging deep and finding the places that need nurturing. We're not dealing with our shadow work. We're Mm -hmm. not embracing all that we are and all that we could be. I use myself as a guinea pig all the time. I know that times when I was not my best version of myself, I was more suspicious of people. I had a harder time looking people in the eye. I didn't accept love. I couldn't give love. I wasn't trusting. It was dark times. But when I start feeding myself the things that my soul and my heart need and Mm -hmm. doing the hard work of becoming the best version of myself, I extend that love and kindness that I've poured into myself to other people. Absolutely. And, And it reflects back. I do it all the time. Every Friday morning, I go grocery shopping. And every Friday morning, I make it my mission to compliment people on their shoes or, ooh, that's a great choice of tomato or, you know what I mean? Just like silly little things like that. And you can watch the whole store light up because everybody's lit up and elevated and they're treating the other people around them with that, you know? um, There's two ways to spread light. Be the be the candle or the mirror that reflects it. There's some mm-hmm. kind of quote like that. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Be the change you want to see in the world. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. All stuff. yeah. You know, yeah. it's not it's not horseshit. Like that that's- it's not. And, and and you know, I mean, we're all connected. We are all connected. We are all connected. And so when you are walking, like you said, the step three in your direction and your purpose. Yep. You're going to run into your destiny. And and I wish I would have made that up, but I didn't. I'm stealing it from Dr. Bertie Sperry, but it, mm-hmm. I have adopted it as a, a, my life's motto yep. is when you walk in your purpose, you collide with your destiny. Absolutely. And peace. Yep. And uh, I just love that. What What's the fourth step? So the fourth is action. Mm-hmm. And so I, I know that this happens a lot with people. A lot of people self-care, right? They also think that there's the bubble bath and manicure end of it. And then people think self-care is also diet and exercise. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so they're always kind of like get resentful about yes. the things that they have to do to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, w- as a massage therapist, I see this all the time with people about stretching. I'm like, well, you know, if you stretch, you might, his shoulder might not be such a problem all the time. And so, you know, they're like, oh, well, I hate stretching. It just takes so much time. Like, okay. So boring. Right? Well, if that is your attitude, it is always going to suck. So yes. how can you make this actionable for you? What are your motivators? Like, how can you make this fun? How can you make those actions enjoyable? Do you love watching like slapstick comedy at night? Awesome. Put a blanket on the floor, turn on your TV, do your foam rolling. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not one or the other. You can do so multitask your self-care, make it small, make it enjoyable. You get to make it however you want. So it's making those action is finding authentic motivators so that you will take action. And don't you think a lot of times it comes down to how you think about it? Yeah. And it, it's interesting. How you, mindset, how you, number one, yes, you got to yes. start with that first key. Yes. <laughs> and so I, it's funny you bring up stretching because that is on my monthly. I, today is October 31st on the trip home from Hayes, Kansas. I was working on my goals for November and I have one of my goals. Guess what? Stretching because in October, 
it was on there as well for the last half and I'm not doing it. Mm. And so I was thinking, I was like, how can I think about this differently? Because if I keep thinking, oh my God, it's so boring. It's just going to take so much time, which both of those, okay, it may be boring, but as far as taking time, that's bullshit. Like it doesn't take that long. Right. And another skill I've been working on this last month is tracking my time and see where I'm spending my time because I keep saying, or I had kept saying, oh, I just don't have time for that. Also bullshit, because as I was tracking 168 hours in the week, I had 40 hours unaccounted for that I had no idea (laughs) how I was spending. So now when I say, oh, I don't have time for that, I'm calling bullshit on myself because I know for a fact, I've now dwindled it down to about 20 that I don't know where, I don't know what's happening. I don't know where they are. But so now, but I don't use that excuse anymore. I'm like, I know there's 20 hours somewhere. So I'm going to take some of that and I'm going to do these stretches for my back and for my shoulder. So it really is a mindset thing. The other thought that helps me is I've been saying, I always feel so much better when it's done mm-hmm. or I don't have to want to do it. Right. Just get it done. You know, you, you right. could have these, I think sometimes pie in the sky thoughts about it. Like oh, stretching is great. You know, I'm just right. not there. I, that's not really realistic right now. So instead I'm going to say, I'm going to feel better. Cause I know that for a fact, I know the data shows I feel better after I stretch. Yeah. So, so I love that. So, action. And it again, ties back to mindset. What is the fifth step? And the the fifth key is support. Mm. And support can be, you know, a third party, you know, you reach out to a friend or you've got a therapist or a coach or a whatever, or a, a Facebook group that you belong to. But support is basically anything that's going to bolster you along the way and and make you successful in your endeavors. So support can be your routine, you know, setting up a, a, a daily practice that helps you uh, incorporate stretching into your daily life there. Yeah. Ms. Ms. I, I know. It's, it's <laughs> on know, my goal. It's on the I, list. I, Monday through Friday, I leave my yoga mat out on the floor in the living room. Okay, now that's a genius. See, right. I hadn't even thought about that. I had right. I haven't even allowed myself to be curious enough about it yet. Yep. To something like that. If my yoga mat is out on the floor, the brain's gonna go, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Haunting, we do our stretching. Yes, let's do our stretching. Yeah. That's genius. I love that. Yeah. And so, you know, reading the books or just just do taking actions to mm-hmm make you feel supported along if maybe you have to learn a new skill, maybe you have to do a little research. From my business standpoint, support, this is another great segue, is what I'm trying to offer with Crystal McLean Creative. That yes. is what Crystal McLean Creative is. It's it's a, a su- it's a resource. It's a tool where you can kind of drop in and explore the five keys to self-care independence. So that fifth key of support yeah. is a great segue into my next question. Okay. Is to talk about Crystal McLean Creative and the creative wellness program that you offer. And here's what I love. And, and we're going to have a sh- in the show notes, I will have uh, the links to, to where to find you, how to find you, the website, Instagram, yeah. all of that, all of that stuff. But what I love is that you describe it as science-based, magic-laced, creative self-care hub to feed your body, mind, and mother love and soul. I I read that and I was like, hell yeah, sign me up, take my money. Like that was just, I love that. So tell us about your creative wellness program and what you offer. Yeah. So um, I, like I said earlier, I have a blog cast where I'm basically just sharing helpful little bits of information that will help with a mindset that will help with self-awareness and finding purpose and direction and all of these things. I have a, a little product line that I've created and it makes me, I, I feel so shallow when I say that I've created a product line. So I kind of want to you need to own that though. Oh, no, 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 I mean, no, no. Because I, I feel like a Coco Chanel. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I was looking at it. It looked, it, it's awesome. Oh, like you, everybody needs to go shop there. I mean, it just looks amazing. <laughs> Thank you. So my, my products that I offer, I have a, a body oil, um, a bath tea, not for you, Lori, since you don't like yeah. to bath. But for those of you who do, <laughs> come on to crystalmcleancreative.com. No, but <laughs> so I have bath teas and uh, a line of candles that I'm getting ready to launch like tomorrow. Um, Wonderful. I'm really excited. And then some other like smoky ritual things like sage and Palo Santo and cedar bundles and all these sorts of things. I, what I've been telling people is if you like the smell of things, that's awesome. And if that's why you want them, then cheers to that. But what I am putting into these products is more than just a nice smelling thing. I was trained in aromatherapy years and years and years ago and um, in essential oils. And I've always kind of wanted to do something with it, but never really did. Again, thanks COVID for giving me the opportunity to <laughs> look into this a little bit further. Isn't that funny how that worked out? That's how yeah. this podcast started. Is yeah. I, I had those few weeks of shock and I was like, well, what am I going to do? You know, I really always want to do a podcast. Right? So, yeah. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, that's fine. Yeah. So, um, so the, the body oils, the first oil I ever made was called Adios Anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I love that. Right? I like little catchy yeah. names. But the oils that are in that are specifically chosen for their therapeutic benefits. And they're mixed at ratios that are safe for topical skin use. And um, and so it's not a perfume. You know, you're not going to put this on and like, oh, I smell lovely all day long. It's, it's used for, it's blended for these therapeutic purposes. <clears throat> my big long goal is for each one of my products, I will have a specific tutorial on guided meditations, um, self-massage or like um, mindfulness practices to go along with the bath tea, with the candle, with each oil, because they're, they're endless. And so the idea is that we're very cerebral about things, but start putting action into our thoughts, that's when there's a connection, right? That's yes. when things become real. And so the idea is that you've got this oil with sandalwood and lavender and vanilla that smells sweet and lovely, but it actually helps calm. There's something about those scents that helps calm the central nervous system. And I want you to put a little dab on your temples and give yourself a little massage, maybe do a little tapping EFT, emotional freedom technique, um, routine to go with it. So it's like this whole data bank. Crystal McLean Creative is going to be a data bank where you can learn all of these, what I call real self-care techniques and tools. So there's that, there's the product line. <laughs> How would those oils be different than, say, essential oils? Well, they are essential oils. So when you buy essential oils, they're all great. All the essential oils are great. But those are concentrated and volatile, and which is a scary sounding word. But they can become, they're very toxic if you just use them neat, which means just on their own. Mm. And so you have to dilute them into a carrier oil. And, um, you know, for, for a 10 milliliter uh, carrier oil, like an almond oil, I use jojoba, which is closest to the skin's natural sebum, which is like the oil that a body has. You only can use 5%. There has to be like a 5% ratio. Mm -hmm. And so if you just start slathering essential oils, like without diluting them first, it can actually cause you harm, more harm than good. Okay. Um, <clears throat> also, knowing what they do, you know, it's good that you know what they do. And all of my products have like a little, this is what's in it. This is what it's good for. This is how to use it. This is how to use it. Safely. Okay. Safely. Great. Yep. And Great. so they are all pre-blended. And um, so you don't have to worry about, well, is this 5%? It's safe mm, for you. And okay. I also have like a little, um, please read this because if you have low blood pressure, you shouldn't use these oils. Okay. If you have high blood pressure, you shouldn't use these oils. If Great. you have, you know what I mean? So. Awesome. Um, yeah. Safety first kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the shop. 
Blogcast. Blogcast. And then the third thing is my membership that I call the Dream Team. Yes, the Dream Team. Yeah. And so my membership program is through Patreon. And Patreon was started to help uh, creative folks have a platform to generate revenue for their content that they're creating. Because any artist out there in the world, musician, whatever, it doesn't matter who you are, it's there's a lot of time invested. There's a lot of money sometimes invested just to get to the point where you're producing. So there are fans of these creative people who will pay a monthly sum to support this person. Mm-hmm. And so I had started, uh, that was the first thing that I really started um, in, in the early pandemic um, was a little Patreon. So I could help have some funds to help me build all of this. It started out as that, but it's turned into this amazing group of people who have the biggest hearts and we're all so very different. They're lovely. I just love these people. So the members, you get perks. You don't just like give me money. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right, right. Like you're getting, it it look, I mean, just looking at it, you can tell you're getting content, you're getting interaction. Uh, Tell me about the journal prompts. Uh, You know, I am a huge journaler. That's what my book is about. And uh, tell me about that. Like the, why is, what, what value do you see in journaling? Like I know the value in it, but I'm interested to always hear from other people who also see that as a great tool. How many people just sit and ponder something very specific? It's one thing to think about it, but again, it's that thought to action. When you start manually writing these thoughts, for me personally, I find that I didn't really know what I thought. Absolutely. A hundred percent. It is it's a rabbit hole. You're like, oh, well, here's how I'm feeling. And then you go a little bit deeper. You're like, oh, actually, this is how I'm feeling. Oh, actually, it wasn't this thing at all. And <laughs> it transformed. I'm going to call my this, therapist. No, <laughs> this, but this is what I share with people. I say, literally, it transforms on paper. Yeah. Like I, I see my thought. I look at it. I have learned to look at it without judgment and shame and go, yeah. oh, now it still sometimes kind of shocks me. Yeah, But I know, I'm like, you know what, that thought is running around in there. And I think it's so key to, like you said, reaching this, this balance and living with intention and yeah. wellness. Yeah. I just, oh, I was so excited to see that when I saw yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, the, the members, they get a, a monthly or a weekly journal prompt. Um, it was a weekly journal prompt. We've slowed it down now because there's so many irons in the fire, but I've got a year's worth of journal prompts pretty much working on three more weeks, I think. And anybody can go to the journal prompt and get the journal prompt in my freebies page at my website. Okay. But if you want to read my personal entries, you got to be a Patreon member. And then we have conversations from those. Very cool. Um, Yeah. And uh, I have digital downloads. One of the items that I have at my shop are these digital guides that help you work through your mindset, that help you build self-awareness, that help you find direction and purpose in life. And you could buy it, but Patreon members get all of those for free. And anytime that I create a new digital download, the Patreon member gets that for free. That's fantastic. Um, Yeah. And so every... Not every blogcast, but when I do create a blogcast, sometimes I'll have a matching download to go with that. Again, members get it for free. Yeah. And I have a private Instagram group and there's a bunch of little things. There's yeah. some things. It's just every I really enc- and again, this will be in the show notes, but I encourage everyone to go check it out. Sign up for your newsletter. Your newsletter's fantastic. Yes. Thank uh, you. It just always seems to have something that I might be dealing with during that week. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> so I love that. Um, I want to talk about your podcast, Unlocking Wellness. Yep. Uh, love, love the name of it. And it says the goal is to unlock the barriers that keep us from living a healthy, balanced life. Yeah. In in your research and your practice, what are the top barriers that you see? confidence Mm. confidence is I think 
biggest one. And right next to that is um, the, the sense of deserving mm. or lack thereof. I have mostly women, men too, though. There's a lot of, I can't, I don't know how, mm-hmm. I don't deserve that. Rest is so important. With the massage gig, you know, I see a lot of people, a lot of people that come to me are honestly just burnt out. Yeah. They just need to take a break and not, not a break where we're just, you know, doing stuff around the house and day off from work to do stuff around the house. I mean, a break, like real resting, turn off your phone, turn off the TV. Yeah. Just sit there. Suck your thumb, get feel and cry. (laughs) It's true though. It's like, that is something again that I've had to work on this last year is it's okay to just be sitting there on the couch for a minute or 10 or 20 or 30 and just sit there. And because our brains and our patterns are so like, well, you know, you could be getting this done. You could be getting that done and you have all this stuff to do. It's almost like the brain doesn't want us. So yeah, that's actually science. We are designed for starters, our primitive primal brain, it is designed to look for problems, right? That's Mm -hmm. how we kept from dying back when we were Neanderthals. Right. The brain still thinks that there's saber-toothed tigers out there trying to eat us. Right. And so, and we're told we live in this society, this overachieving society where we have to be more, we have to do more, we have to, you know, fit in this and look good in that and, and attain the things and reach and climb and whatever. And it's exhausting we see that as success and we see that as like, you're good enough, you know, you're finally good enough. If you keep doing these things, I, that's something that I really suffered. The harder I worked, the more I worked, the more I produced, the better I was, Mm -hmm. the more deserving of love I am because that's what I saw in my family. That's how I grew up in my family. Like they were all really hard workers, you know, I don't want to be a slacker, loser slacker. So I (laughs) would like literally like kill myself working. And, but yeah, so there's that, that primal spot in our brain that is always searching for problems. And because we are creative people, we will come up with problems to solve. There's, you know, it's a double-edged sword, creativity, imagination, Mm. the double-edged sword. We can use Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we can use it to create all of these things that don't matter and yeah. all of these things that need to be done. Yep. Or we can use them to literally activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which mm-hmm. is the rest and repair, and calm our shit down. And, and regain this sense of balance and sense of peace. We can, we can do that just with our brains. Absolutely. Oh, girl, you, you're on fire. You are preaching. <laughs> this girl is on this fire. <laughs> it's so, it is so 100% true. And it's so funny because, I mean, like I follow you. I know you follow me. And, and, and I know I could always tell that we believe and teach along the same lines. And it is always so encouraging to talk to someone else who is pra- not only practicing this, but seeing it work. Well, yeah. You know, seeing it work. And, and I love this concept of balance where I feel like society tried to bastardize it and try to tell, use it as a tool of guilt for women that you have to have life work balance, which (laughs) I think is total bullshit. Like I think there are times when work is going, it it ebbs and flows. Work is going to take a little bit of, of predominance over the family sometimes, but then it's going to flow back the other way. And so your family or thing, you know, other things that you're working on are are going to take priority. And so I just, I've always hated this concept that work-life balance. I'm just, it's bullshit. But what you are teaching and what, what, when we talk about balance, it's more of the individual self. It's more of the whole wellness as a being and figuring out that over time, one, it just takes one of those things to be out of whack just a little bit. Yep. 
but that you have the power and ability and choice to correct it. Yeah. You get to tweak your equation. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I hate algebra, but I love that. I love that concept. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about a couple of your episodes yep. uh, that were really moving to me. Uh, episode 17, Turning Trauma into Love. Yeah. And being discouraged by humans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I really encourage people to go listen to that. Uh, but you were sexually harassed in your DMs. Yep. by a stranger on the interwebs. Yep. And you walk through in this episode your process of how you reacted to it, how you responded to it, how you processed it. Yeah. And what I love that you shared is that you had the thoughts that you've had in the past to go to the binge eating or the other um, self-destructive responses or to go in denial about it or to sit in the anger indefinitely. Like those are, I, I mean, girl, you, <laughs> I, I could, you were, pre, it, it was like listening to myself of <laughs> the old tools. They weren't even tools. They were just uh, old habits, old thoughts. I love that you recognize that those thoughts still come back. Yeah. Even though we've done this, th this practice in these, this, these years of work in changing that, yeah. those thoughts still come back and that's okay. Yeah. That's, that's why we normal. need to practice self-love. That's yeah. why you have to embrace that. That's why you have to love all the dirty bits about yourself. Yep. Because until you can do that and accept that you are a flawed human creature, you can't move past it. Mm -hmm. It's something you're always going to compare yourself to and see it as a deficit instead of just a thing. Right. Instead you know? of saying, you know, when that thought comes back, go, see, what's the point? Like, see, I'm already, I I've got these thoughts. I want to go eat a whole pizza. Like all well, this years of work and I'm still thinking that. It's like, no, that's just, that's what your brain knows. Yeah. But now it's different. Now you can go, oh yeah, that's what I used to do. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. So I'm going to process this differently. Yeah. And I loved how you shared it's okay to be sad, angry, hate, disappointed. Like we don't teach, oh, you just need to think positive. Right. You just need to forgive. You're up. Oh, Lord. I swear to God. When people pull that bullshit, it just makes me crazy. Uh, but it's like to recognize that, yeah. You want that person should be held accountable. You should be angry. You should be sad, upset, um, disappointed. Boy, that's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. But you don't want to hang out there forever. Nope. And I love in that episode how you processed um, and went through that of, you know, not hanging out in that for too long, but that you can choose to respond in a way that is loving and helpful to yourself. Yes, ma'am. I loved it. Confident heart lives authentically. You are the best source of love and encouragement that you will ever receive. You said that. I don't know if you ever go back and listen to them or uh, <laughs> when people sometimes feed words back to me, I'm like, oh, that's really good. I said that. <laughs> I come up with some good stuff. It's, it's, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I loved it. And then if no one, if listeners, if you take nothing else away from this, episode 18, no one is coming to save you. It is nine minutes of pure gold. <laughs> so if you don't take anything else away from this podcast episode of Hellcat, I, I'm not saying you have to do it, but I am. <laughs> episode 18, it is nine minutes of pure gold. I, I, it was so powerful It about how you talked about your old qualities of avoidance and numbing and moving to being an active participant in your wellness. How, if you could describe how you do that to the listeners. So like I said, there's, there's a listener out there and they have the practice of avoiding and numbing. What are some, what is something you could share with them to teach them to become an active participant in their wellness? The first thing I would say is, sit with the hard truth that you have to be patient, mm. that you're not just going to decide it. And then that's going to be your new life. T today, I'm not going to go there. 
today I'm just, I'm going to be an active participant in my wellness. And you can use that as your mantra, but you're going to fuck up. Yeah. Right. That's, that's that pie in the sky, pie in the sky unicorn thought. Like I'm going to be an active participant in my wellness. Now you got to figure out what that means for you. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I would, I would encourage you just to be patient with yourself, to thank yourself for doing those numbing and avoiding things because mm-hmm. that, that is your subconscious trying to keep you safe. Mm. We don't want to experience negative feelings. We don't want to feel scared or hurt. So our subconscious will conjure up all kinds of craziness to get us to avoid feeling that way. Yeah. So once you've embraced the idea that you have to be patient because this is a long ass process, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And I promise you, dear listener, that if you practice being uncomfortable, give it, give yourself 10 minutes, give yourself less than that. Give yourself a five minute timer, set five minutes on your phone mm. to be uncomfortable. And when that dinger goes off, go look at yourself in the mirror and say, it, it didn't kill me. Absolutely. I was just uncomfortable. I can, I can do this. And that's what I, you know, that's one of the things that I had to do is get uncomfortable. It's that classic, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's, that's all it is. Cause we think we're going to die from it because that's how our brains are designed. Yeah. That's the science based. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Place. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. You're doing some wonderful work. Congratulations. I've, I've, so much. I love watching your journey and watching it develop. Tell the listeners how they can find you. Yes. My website is crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L, like, like the crystal. Um, total, totally by accident, by the way. Yeah. I never knew I was going to be a massage therapist named <laughs> Crystal who ended up actually selling crystals in a shop one day. It's just... Almost too much. And then, aren't you from Bristol? I am Crystal McLean from Bristol, Maine. It's yeah. so, <laughs> so silly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so I am Crystal McLean, M C L A I N, creative.com. And we'll have it in the show notes. And I'm on Instagram. I am getting back to Facebook because people love the Facebook. I do, but now I'm like an Instagram more. Yeah. I'm finding myself over an Instagram more. So I tried dabbling in the dark arts of TikTok, but please don't go there. It's terrible. Oh, I get sucked in there for hours. I tried doing TikTok. I'm like, I don't have this kind of time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently I have 40 unclaimed hours somewhere. So maybe, wait, maybe they're all, I think I'm doing TikTok. I forgot to track my TikTok hours. There are the 40 hours. There you go. Yeah, it's really bad. Do your stretches while you watch your TikTok. That's exactly. See, thank you. Yes, I'm going to do stretches while I watch TikTok. I like it. I could probably do some TikToks of my stretches. No, I won't. I won't put people through that. All right. So they can go to your website, sign up for your newsletter, check out your podcast, which is called Unlocking Wellness. Excellent. It's very good. It's on Apple iTunes, anywhere you find your. It's like everywhere. Yep. Anywhere you find your podcast. Great. All right. Thank you so much. I mean, I've got goosebumps. That's how I, that's the measure by which whenever I'm like heavy, real awesome shit's happening is when I get goosebumps. And throughout this whole thing, I was getting them up. It goes up my right arm, down both legs. (laughs) And so, I mean, like it's, this is powerful stuff. I just, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So preach it. All right. You're awesome. I love you. I love you. All right, friend. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Crystal McLean with Crystal McLean Creative today. Quick recap. We learned about the mind-body connection. And for all you business and entrepreneurs out there, how your brand and business develops and changes, and it's okay to change and pivot. We learned about what creativity looks like, and it can be a multitude of things, not just glitter and glue. Homeostasis and balance are important for our well-being, and we also learned about the five keys to reaching self-care independence. Number one, a strong growth mindset. Number two, self-awareness and body consciousness. Three, direction and purpose. Number four, action. And number five, support.
Check out Crystal's creative wellness program, her product line of essential oils that are safely and strategically crafted for various issues and wellness support. I loved how he talked about confidence or lack thereof as being the biggest barrier to unlocking our wellness and the power within. Crystal said, a confident heart lives authentically and that you are the best source of love and encouragement that you will ever receive. Check out our podcast, Unlocking Wellness, especially episode 18. No one is coming to save you. Guys, this is nine minutes of pure gold. I'll put a link in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to Hellcats Hope. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe. To book me as a speaker for your next event, work one-on-one as a coach, or find more information on my upcoming book, please go to whatthehellcat.com. Thanks for listening.